Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott, that's Dave, and it is August 17th, 2021. We're going to change up our format a bit here at Old Ass Movie Reviews. So when the episode goes live, we were um, actually recording just hours ago. So our topics can become a little bit more relevant or at least current with what's going on in movies and Hollywood and what have you and on our TV screens. So uh, to kick it off like this, uh, we're going to talk about Suicide Squad, the second one. Dave, <laughs> you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> no, uh, it could be Tell that me I problems. have COVID and I'm sick as a dog, or it could just be <laughs> that it's a horrible movie. Um, I'm, I'm going with it's just a horrible freaking movie. Uh, I, I started watching it. I watched maybe an hour hour into it and then i started fast forwarding it because i was just it was horrible um i liked what they were doing with um harley quinn i kind of mm-hmm. did what they were doing with her um uh, the girls that they have playing harley quinn did a good job i thought and that's really about the only character that i even kind of liked the little rat chick was okay rat catcher um, too yeah yeah rat catcher too she was okay but i didn't I, I literally was fast forwarding it. And of course, America, bad guys is the ultimate bad guys in this, evidently, because uh, they brought the thing from space, which that never happened with Starro, as far as I ever remember. I just remember him coming to Earth and landing and just doing whatever Starro did. Mm. But of course, they had to make, you know, the bad guy, the bad guy. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, yeah but don't let me me pull back to that point not to go on a on a rant or whatever but any any country would have brought that star back and done the exact same fucking thing and you know it yeah well that's what i mean i mean it could have been anybody it could have been anything yeah but because nobody in hollywood can think outside the fucking box and they all hate this country well that's what you get sorry that's that's how i feel um (laughs) i liked how they had um Harley Quinn's character just insane. And when she was killing people or she was like stabbing guys when she was escaping, she's got that pole and she's like stabbing mm-hmm. people and she's shooting people and there's flowers just blowing up behind her. Um that was kind of fun. That that yeah. was that that I was like, okay, she's a total lunatic, and that's what she's seeing. Mm-hmm. She's, not she's having fun. <laughs> yeah, she's not seeing all the blood. She's seeing flowers and birds and little cartoon birds and shit singing around her. And I thought that was, I was like, that was a nice touch. That was a really nice touch. Um, but yeah, there, were, there wasn't too many characters that I liked in this movie. I thought the script was bad. And it was based on John Ostrander's storyline, from what I understand. Mm. And he's a really good writer. He's a really good, he's actually a really nice guy. I've met him a couple of times, took a couple of writing classes from him years ago, me and a buddy of mine. But uh, yeah, he he's a nice guy. He tells a good story. They seem to have had got like the high points of his story, like the, the, the beats, but none of the heart, if that makes sense mm-hmm. for me. Um, and again, I, I think if you're doing a low budget movie, you get away with a lot of stuff. When you have 100 million plus budget, you better have a damn good script. And this wasn't it. I, I don't feel yeah. like I said, I, I, I found myself fast forwarding through it um, until the very end. I thought the one the one scene was kind of funny where uh, 
Harley Quinn's talking to Bloodsport, who didn't look like Bloodsport, by the way. I mean, I don't know where the fuck he got the, the helmet <laughs> from, the the, the hmm. alien helmet. Uh, but he uh, he was funny because he's sitting there talking to her, and she's calling him Milton, I think. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, she thought his name was Milton. Yeah. She just kept calling him Milton. He's like, my name's not Milton. And she said, I've been talking to you for three hours. You even tell me your name was Milton. He goes, I never told you my name was Milton. Yeah. She just follows him. And I thought that was funny. It was yeah. stupid, but it was funny. It it worked. Um, but that was me. That I I couldn't, I could not get into this story. I didn't think it was well written. They had, I think they had too big of a even though they killed off most of their cast in minutes, they, uh, I think their cast was just too big. I think it was yeah, too poor big. Michael Rooker. <laughs> was too, um, too, there's no way these guys would have defeated Starro. I'm sorry. Right. I, I see how they just defeated him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That thing was not going to get defeated that way. But there again, you know, he's, he's got I, another movie I'm sure going to be made. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, I, I do have to say the whole thing with Starro. I did not know who Starro was or no? what Starro was. It's so one when of the I worst saw characters in the DC universe, this was the most ridiculous fucking thing I saw on screen. <laughs> was this giant starfish, and it's like <coughs> this Jeez. is pretty fucking awesome because it's silly. It's mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous, and I kind of dug the ending and them fighting it. Um, one of the things that I've liked in in even in the first Suicide Squad movie. And this one, and if you go to the series Arrow, Amanda Waller, that character has been played so well, it seems. I, I thought, uh, was it Viola Davis? Is that who? Yeah. That? yeah. Did a great job as Waller because you want to hate fucking Waller so oh, bad. Yeah. And they've yeah. they've really, really done it in each iteration. That uh, that character is, is just shined. Um, I, I liked Idris Elba. Um, I don't know anything about Bloodsport, but I thought his character was good. Um, he, he was in, I think, just the one, one or two issues early on back in the 86 or 87 of Superman. He's just some crazy guy who got lucky and shot Superman with, right. a, with a kryptonite bullet, which is that. And I want it's been many years since I read this story, but I, I think Jimmy Olsen saves him, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, you were saying that, Jimmy yeah. Olsen. I could be wrong about that. Anybody who's watching that and know, knows I'm wrong, please, by all means, let me know. But that's how I remember the story. I don't know whether that's yeah. – if, if I'm remembering it right or not. But, yeah, yeah it's um, it's interesting. It's uh, <laughs> To bring that guy out of nowhere was yeah. interesting. Yeah, there <laughs> – I, I think I might have told you or somebody that asked me how the movie was. I'm like, meh, you know, yeah. meh. It's, it's, I wouldn't I, recommend I, it, but that's I, I felt I watched something different. Everybody was on, on social media screaming about how great this was and how awesome. And, yeah, you know what? It was kind of fun in a way. Um, mm-hmm. It had its moments. I think Margot Robbie does an excellent job sure. as playing crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. she really brings the crazy. Um, and that's... It was it was a James Gunn film all the I, way through. And it was like I'm getting tired of the formula. And I, I think the problem was it was rated R and there was no A, there was no reason for it to be rated R. Right. Other than somebody thought it was, oh well, Deadpool is rated R, so we're gonna make one rated R too. Yeah, they could have toned um, the gore back yeah. and uh handled it. And maybe that. made a better story. And yeah. Uh I, I have a I kind of had a I didn't even realize it was rated R. I'm like I think Why? it was rated. I want to say it was rated R. I could be wrong. It might have been. 
<clears throat> but Captain Boomerang wouldn't have gotten taken out that easy. I have a problem with, I mean, he's gone up against the Flash. The man moves at the speed of fucking light, and he's actually defeated the Flash before. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna get taken down that quick, that easy. Sorry, I'm just not. Yeah, lying. and that, that that's why it's always hard to watch <sighs> the movies and read the comics or watch the TV shows, and you're seeing stuff that goes contrary <coughs> to what we've been taught um, or what we've learned. What, what I consider the comics as the the gospel, and things yeah. are coming off of it. So when you deviate from that, you you get. Um, people upset or pissed off or just like, what the fuck? Why'd you do that? And that's, well, that's what happens when they don't read it in any of the comics. And these are the guys who are writing the movies. It's like, yeah, you, you had Ostrander right there. He was on set with you. If you had any question, why didn't you ask him? He's the guy, he's the doctor who's given that one guy a shot in the back of the head. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's the, the doctor who says good dog or something like that. Mm. That's John Ostrander. He's, he's, he's actual, he's actually a writer. It was and, neat seeing Peter Capaldi. Yeah, I didn't really like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, hey, he's working. <laughs> oh, he's always working. I mean, the guy's yeah. always been working. Yeah. This is probably a really big payday for him, too. No doubt. I have no probably. doubt in my mind for that. And shit, I would have taken it, too. Oh, and yeah. I would have actually shaved my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Whatever. But uh, no, like, like I said, there were good parts of it and I didn't mind parts of it, but I think the overall movie just should have been better. I mean, with the amount of money that they had to spend on it, fix the script. But that's me. That's yeah. You know, I'm looking at the co- at the comic books and at the some of the characters. They had some really throwaway characters in there for no reason at all, other than probably their copyright came up and it was time to do something with them. Yeah. Which is, you know, Probably. understandable, I guess. Throw them in a movie, kill them off in two seconds, boom, you own the copyright again. Yeah. That's me. That's that's probably it. Okay, my take. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, I, this is going to sound absolutely crazy. I did not hate the first Suicide Squad. I didn't I like, I didn't like Jared Leto's Joker in right. that. Leto's Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League yeah is good yeah i like it, that it's really good but in the first suicide <laughs> squad i actually enjoyed the movie um yeah, this one good. is like eh. <laughs> and it and it's just you know i get it james gunn's hot property we got guardians one guardians two he's about to do guardians three and they're just let look, it go hey, it's, it's another it we watched another <laughs> guardians movie basically is what it was um here's a bunch of people different and it wasn't is, as good. No, it wasn't. I don't know who was writing the Guardians, but whoever wrote the Guardians wrote, had good scripts. I mean, the second one, not as good as the first one, but it was still good. It was still very watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I, if I'm not mistaken, Gunn wrote those as well. What the but fuck I don't happened? Know. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? He, he He's entitled <laughs> to have a fuck up. All right. Well, enough bashing the Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's not meant to be bashing. It's just I think the oh, script I, could have been better. You know, I, I'm, I'm with you there. We we pretty much gave it a negative review, and um, yeah. so we did spoil a bit. Uh, Starro, nice. Okay, you saw stuff that people might have seen, but give it a watch if you want or not. It's uh, yeah, you could miss old it ass movie reviews. It. Say, nah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, I'm going to say no. Don't don't waste your time. But you that's know. what I mean. If you miss it, you miss it. It's not yeah. you know. If you didn't see the first Suicide Squad, you're definitely not missing anything with this one. Yeah. And even if you did, you're still not missing anything with this one. So this um, this particular movie I watched on HBO. I did not go to the theater to see it. Um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on this whole streaming model with uh, HBO and Disney Plus doing this direct to streaming? Um, Disney Plus seems to be running into a lot more problems than everybody else does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it has to do with their contracts with their actors and actresses like um, Johansson. <laughs> yeah. Like Scarlett Johansson suing them. Mm-hmm. The girl that was in the movie with her, I think is suing them too. Oh, I did not see that. Is that, Elizabeth is that right? I want, I want to say it was a girl that was in, in that movie. Huh. with her. And there's rumors that the, uh, the woman from uh, jungle cruise has got problems with them now. And it all has, I guess, to do with money at the box office. Yeah. And they yeah. were supposed to release it at the box office only. And well, they decided to re- release it at. Well, that's that's streaming. what I read with. Uh, uh, they Black- should have fixed that before they released it. They should have just should've. made sure everybody was on the same boat. And OK, this isn't going to happen because of, you know, whatever's going on in the world. We have to re- renegotiate. But they didn't. They just went off and did their own thing. So when she decided she wanted her money. They're like, oh, well, it's not here. Well, that's your fucking problem. You guys just screwed me out of $50 million. I'd be mad, too. I would, too. And here's the thing. I've I've been reading about that um, with Scarlett Johansson. Apparently, in her contract, it was in her contract that it was a box office release only. Mm -hmm. That's how I understand it. She's 100% in the right. If that is the case, then. um, That's how I understand it. So it's. With that, she does have a case uh, on that, but I see there's, I didn't know there was issues with Jungle Cruise because Dwayne Johnson was perfectly, seemed to be perfectly happy with that. But of course, you know, he got, he got paid. I'm sure he got paid and he may not be getting anything on the back end. But one of the things that I had uh, heard or read was um, when Wonder Woman 84 was about to come out directly on HBO, Uh that Gal Gadot and I cannot... um, who was the director of Wonder Woman? I, I can't think know. of her name. Damn it. Anyway, I'm not familiar with my, my understanding is both she and Gal Gadot were paid a hefty sum by HBO to go out and promote mm-hmm. that it was streaming. So I think a lot of these companies are kind <coughs> of hitting untested ground here, trying to figure things out. Like, like Disney is, do we put it out and charge $30 or do we do like HBO and just send it direct? Well, I think Um, Disney did it as a nasty move. I don't think that's just my gut feeling is they, mm -hmm. they just figured they could get away with it and nobody's going to sue us. Nobody's going to say anything. Nobody's going to, you know, whatever. And I think that just backfired. It seems like maybe HBO and some of these other companies are, are thinking ahead, like somebody, Mm -hmm. somebody in the legal office looked at something and went, Hey, 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 we got to talk to these guys before we do this because they, you know, this is a lawsuit waiting to happen. And maybe they did that with Gail Godot. Maybe they did that with some of the other actors. I bet that's what they did. Cause I mean, you look at it, this may have been this last movie suicide squad. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, that's fine. it, It may have been developed with the thought of, okay, if we can't, if we can't, put this in theater we've got our streaming service you know mm-hmm. what i mean as a backup 
maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not familiar. But nobody nobody in Suicide Squad's bitching, as far as I know, to the best of no. my knowledge. No, they're not. And um, and I think, you know, when you it's easy to break down and say, oh, Scarlett got paid $20 million. She should shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's that's her that's her money. That was her contract. I don't care yeah. how much it is. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, Disney is in breach and should move forward because these actors go into this looking like, hey, here's here's my. Um, yeah. My pay will be part of the box office. Yeah. So. So when they do that, it's uh, you when know, you take that away, that that would be like you going to work and you know you make X amount of dollars an hour. You make you bring home X amount of dollars a week, but they decided this week, yeah, we're just not going to pay you. Yeah, because we decided to only pay the online people. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. wait, what? Why? Well, yeah, I mean, how yeah. that that's that's how on a on a regular basis i think you have to look at it so anybody you, do. Out you there have to break it down so anybody that's out there screaming that oh my god she's getting paid 20 million she should shut up well yeah she got her 20 million but it was supposed to be you know Plus, onwards and upwards of 50 yes absolutely it is my understanding mm-hmm. i could be wrong about the numbers but this this is the numbers that i keep seeing repeated right so um i'm going to keep using those numbers and even if they're wrong even if it was yeah. another 20, let's just say she got paid 20 and they said, okay, you're going to make another 20 at the box office. And that's, that's going to be your cut 40 million for one movie. You can, you don't ever have to work again. Well, as of right now, 20 million is pretty damn good cut. Mm-hmm. But you're stealing another 20 million from me. Yeah. That's her money. That, I mean, no yeah, matter how it you absolutely cut it, is. that's, that's them just not wanting to give her money. Yeah, well, she is. earned it. You and you guys, shot the load not her yeah that's your fault i would they're agree lucky I'm, they're lucky i'm not on a jury for her and i'm not even a huge <laughs> scarlett johansson fan after what yeah. she did the ghost in a shell oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i can't help but defend her if that was her contract contracts a damn contract you know contract and she deserves she deserves it that should yeah. you know that's but when you get into there um on that same note uh shang chi is not going to be on Disney Plus. It's going to be straight in theaters. Um, so Disney's Disney, I get, is trying to figure out what way is going to work because they're just not kind of the realization that people stay home and watch movies. I don't go to the theater. I'd rather stay home. I watch most of my shit at home. So there, there's very few movies. There, there's only one movie that I'm even interested in going to the theater to see this year. And this is the first movie in a very long time that I've wanted to go to the theater. And, and what's that? The Ghostbusters movie. Yes, I do want to see that. Really but if bad. I don't get to a theater, that's fine. I'll rent it whenever yeah. it comes around. Runnable. It's you know, I'm yeah. not going to miss it. Um, yeah, it looks a lot, lot better than the last monstrosity that they let loose. Oh, the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I was, I was on Shang Shang Chi, and it's like, well, oh, yeah. No, I'm we- sorry. No, um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, they I'm already a- fucked. They already fucked up the Mandarin, so I don't know what the, you know. <laughs> well, the, the problem with Shang-Chi is they got this guy who doesn't look like Shang-Chi. Oh, really? Um, okay. I don't know if you're familiar with the comic book. But Not really. The comic book was basically based on Bruce Lee. It was, okay. it was basically Bruce Lee finding out his father's Fu Manchu and having to fight his father with no superpowers. Mm. He's just a really good karate guy. 
Um, and that's basically what Shang-Chi is. He's, he's the master of, of martial arts. And he was trained by Fu Manchu and all of Fu Manchu's assassins. And the kid thinks, you know, his dad's great. And then I forgot what happens, but it basically, long story short, he finds out his dad's basically walking devil and his honor has kicked in. And he says, I have to stop my father. Now, now I have to stop him. He's just this evil guy. And every time he tries to do something, Fu Manchu cuts him off, but never kills him. It's just, it's a weird, weird take on the father-son dynamic. But they they went too big budget, I think, on this movie. I think they should have kept it a very small budget. Five, ten million dollars. Honest to God, I think they could have kept it five. They can't spend that little. <laughs> but this is the problem with them. They they could have got in there, they could have got some of the guys that actually wrote the comic. Or hell, you know, you want to make money in in China. Go get those fucking guys who make all the Hong Kong flicks and have them come mm-hmm. make a Hong Kong flick in Hollywood. Yeah, like they did with Jackie Chan back with Rush yeah. Hour. That was that, that's bringing Hong Kong to this. Yeah, that's all they had to do. And instead of doing that, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars again on something that didn't need all that kind of money spent on it. It's going to fail at the box office because nobody wants to go see any more freaking superhero movies because mm-hmm. they've all turned to trash after the last superhero monstrosity time travel thing that Disney I will did. agree. I did not like Endgame, so no, no, they uh, they <laughs> messed up their own universe. Um, yeah. They made a bunch of rules and then just ignored them, which is yeah. what you do. I mean, I guess. And then you spend hundreds of millions of dollars and a bunch of television series later trying to fix your your bad storytelling. Yeah. Which, you know, if you got the money and the time, I guess it's okay, but I'm not wasting my money or my time anymore for it. I mean, could have been better, should have been better. The fans deserved better mm-hmm. and they didn't get better. But nope. that's that's neither here nor there. I got the comic books I still go to and read. So there good. you go. I know what the I, story was really like, so I'm good. Yeah, I don't think, you know, there was for a time um, that I thought we were going to finally see an end to all the superhero movies and just get a break, but it's not happening. Nope. Nope. Um, and they've just not as long as the, they own it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what we're getting. Some good, some bad. I think it's just getting worse and worse. And it's just... Yeah. The people are going to, you know, the little kids are going to love it, but the adults who have the money are, so it's going to go away. So on that, um, <laughs> let's get to our old ass movie <laughs> review, which on today's episode is David Streets, Streets of, of Fire. Streets of Fire. Yeah, Willem Dafoe, crazy flock of seagulls. Ha, uh, hair and yeah, yeah, I think it was, and, his, I think it was his second movie, right? And or his uh, movie. leather hip waders going fishing, yeah. All right, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> hey, welcome to old ass movie reviews. I'm Scott, that's Dave. And have we got a treat for you, or do we? Uh, what year was you. this one? 1980 something, 90 something, 1984. 586, I want to say. Streets of Fire. Hold on. I liked it. I did. But you, but yeah, I was going to say, but you said you did not like it. And I'm I'm interested. I want to hear your take on this. I, I picked this movie honestly because I thought you were going to like it a lot. I really thought you were going to go, yes, this is I dig it. I dig the premise. Okay. Um, but 
I felt I was watching Xanadu Part Do. <laughs> Xanadu. Xanadu Part Do. Xanadu. Um. <laughs> yeah. And the reason, the reason I say that. Okay. Sorry. Here, here's, here's the deal. This is every Rescue the Princess '80s movie out there. This is not really right. any different than the Last Dragon, and in a lot of ways, this is very similar to the Last Dragon. Um, Never saw the Last Dragon. Is it bad? What are you talking about? I've never seen the Last Dragon. Or no, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Yes, I have. I'm I had a totally different movie in my head. I'm oh my god, I was thinking double dragon for whatever reason. No, I'm sorry. The last no, dragon. we did see last dragon and yes, I love Vanity last Six. Dragon. Yes. Yes, yes. Or I'm Vanity. sorry. I no. for whatever reason I had double dragon in my head, and I'm like, yeah. I've never seen that movie. No double dragon. It's sorry, like folks, David. I'm stupid. I can't. I thought it. you were fucking with me. It's like, huh? You got the glow, motherfucker. <laughs> Show no. <laughs> just, I'm just okay. old. I'm having brain farts. I'm not sure what it was about this movie that turned me off. Um uh-huh. It might have been. I'm not. Was not a fan of some of the songs. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a weird mix, and I get it. I get why they did this. It was a weird mix of 1980s and 50s, which was mm-hmm. actually really kind of cool. Um, yeah. But I found myself being overly critical of this movie, and I started picking it apart. You have a famous pop star who is kidnapped at the very beginning of the movie. Right. But yet the feds aren't coming in. There's no big deal. It's left up to some ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. To show you how old this movie is, his sister had to send him a letter <laughs> to get him well, to come it was a tele- I think it was a telegram, telegram wasn't it? Telegram or whatever. Telegram. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. So anyway, right. it's. <laughs> I just. I can take cheesy. Um, this was just a level that I, it just rubbed me wrong, man. <laughs> just, you know, I am not I'm a very fan of this movie. I'm very shocked. I honestly thought you were going to find a lot of really cool things and, you know, have some problems here and there with it, but not, I honestly no. thought you were going to enjoy it a lot more. I, I, I on the not. other hand, my one big problem, and I never caught this because I, I haven't seen this movie in 15, 20 years, right. maybe, maybe a little bit more. Um, and I just always assumed that when she got kidnapped, the pop star, Ellen. Diane Lane Ellen, or Ellen Aim. Yeah, Diane Lane's character, Ellen, whatever it was. Ellen Aim, um, yeah. Ellen Ames. Ellen Aim, is that it? Ellen Aim, yeah, something like that. Um, got it kidnapped. Was, I always yeah. just assumed that it was because they, the motorcycle gang, the... I want to say the, bom- the bombers, bombers, but that's, it was I think bombers. it is the bombers. That, yeah. Bombers uh, had kidnapped the, the character. And I always just assumed that they had asked for a ransom, but I watched it again last night just to make sure that I didn't miss something because they never asked for a ransom. No. And it looks like maybe Willem Dafoe is just fantastically insane over the top bad guy character in this. I loved yes. it. Um, okay. I did love Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I just assumed that, you know, he raped her. But there's no actual, well, hey, there's no actual rape scene. I think he bends over to kiss her at one point, and then the next scene he's walking out. But he's not, like, fixing himself, and her no. clothes aren't ripped. I don't think it's even So I block. never get the thought that he actually does anything like that to her. 
So I'm, I'm my. That's what stops. So it doesn't stop me from liking the movie, but that's what kind of hinders me. Like, okay, why did they even kidnap her? Is he an well, ex-boyfriend? That, Is he the Biff, the Biff Tannen of the story? I think so, but it also reminded me, uh, and I'm, I'm going to go really weird with this. Uh, this is okay. Super Mario Brothers. This is Princess Peach being captured oh, by the God. evil Bowser, um, and Mario, the plumber, has to come rescue her. Um, there's no rhyme or reason. Bowser's this giant turtle who is in love with this princess, and they're never going to get it on. Because, I mean, <laughs> turtles. and uh, <laughs> Turtles? Willem Dafoe, freaky-looking motherfucker with the great hair. And the weird oh yeah he had that Wolverine hair oh yeah the Wolverine hair and the weird ass leather uh, high hip waders uh, yeah yeah like he was going weird. fishing in a, a he was going choice. fishing in a leather bar or something I don't know <laughs> yeah exactly um, but it, it was like he kidnapped her because he wanted her to be his girlfriend and okay yeah at the beginning of the movie it says a rock and roll fable or fairy tale right or rock and roll fable another and time I, another place yeah and i like that i i do like yeah. that because they already set up we're throwing out time conventions and stuff yeah. here and just making this kind of a fairy tale like thing so being right. as a fairy tale we 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 can take a little of the seriousness out and take a look it's like okay this is what happens that's why there's only two cops in the entire town right and uh, willem dafoe's character obviously just wants a girlfriend and he's too stupid to know that's not going to get you a girlfriend <laughs> that's not how you do it you bring them flowers yeah. you cut you try to court them a little bit take you don't them just the... yank them off the stage jethro God. yeah exactly <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. my my whole problem like now with the movie is that there's if they would have set it up and you found out that he was a guy that had always been chasing her in school and she had always ignored him and that he knew who Tom Cody was and they were always rivals at some point. And maybe it was even to get Tom Cody to come back because he freaking hated the guy. I would have even accepted that. Like if I, if I get his old girlfriend, he's going to come back and I'm going to kill him when he comes back that I would have even understood, but there was no real motivation. There was that, no real motivation to kidnap her. That's the only thing that really bothers me. Other than right. that, I love the soundtrack. <laughs> Diane Lane was only 18 years old when she did this movie. Really? She, wow. Yeah, because he didn't want her at first. He wanted, you know who he, um, the guy had initially went to, who was initially going to be kidnapped? Who's that? He wanted Paul McCartney to do it. And Paul McCartney turned it down at the last minute and decided to go do his uh, 30, 39th Street, 34th Street, whatever that movie was that he did. Yeah. But it wouldn't have been like he would have, Cody probably would have just been called in to save the guy at that point. Or it would have been his dad or or some other type of thing. Yeah. I get up in the stakes Uh for a girl. I mean, you've got this weird ass love story. It's so. It's so ridiculous, yeah. this whole movie. And you know, it, it sounds I sound like a hypocrite because I love ridiculous movies. Yeah. I just yeah. don't no, like this it. one. This this one to me is Xanadu. And while I can sit there and tell you when Gene <laughs> Kelly was on screen, Xanadu is amazing. Oh, it's magic. Freaking you magic. You got to believe it. It's just magic. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and an awesome soundtrack on Xanadu. This yeah. one, this soundtrack just didn't really quite do it for me. There was a there was a few songs. I did. I guess I didn't like Diane Lane's songs. 
that they had for her. Really? Uh, yeah, I like. I Do you know who wrote old... those? No, I don't. Steinman, Jim Jim Steinman. That um, the well, the other half of Meatloaf. Interesting. He was no, the, I didn't, the, I didn't. the the songwriter for Meatloaf. Him, him and Meatloaf would didn't bat yeah, out of hell careful. one, two, hey, and three. I'm not no? a Meatloaf fan. No. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. That well, yeah, I, that would explain it. I do. There's like a certain two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, it's great. But I love all the Bad Out of Hell albums. I love all the Meatloaf stuff. Um, okay, they just that have makes a really sense good, now that you say that because such, like the rhythm. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that now in those songs. Right. And that's okay. So no, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a Meatloaf fan. So that would explain it because now it, they sound very. I, right. I see the style. Um, but I did like the the other the other groups, the little more punkish fifties uh, mix music there. That yeah, yeah. Cool. The guys that were in the club. Yeah. I can't yeah, think of it? that guy's name. I can't think of the guy's name. Well, one of, he he one was of, not only a character actor, but he was a singer. Yeah, there's the a little punky guy that was at the bar that where the girl's lifting up her top and you know yeah. whatever she was doing. Well, one of the and I don't know which one it was, and it may be is uh, Lee Ving who uh, fronts the right. uh, hardcore punk band Fear. So there's he was also one of the bikers, and I'm not sure which one. And, and, and when I looked right. it up, it's like, wow, he's done a lot of stuff, too. Uh, there was a lot of people Amazing, in this. It? It was this yeah. Okay, here it is. Here it is. I'm going to tell you my favorite part. Okay. And, it, and it's sad because he's no uh-huh. longer with us, but Bill Paxton Yeah. so much so much work into such a small fucking role i know i right? remember him so well in that and it's like that motherfucker sold every inch of that part and it's like mm-hmm. he was a great actor and yeah 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 how about madigan as the sidekick mccoy mccoy i did like i did I like i like her, her spunkiness um the look was a little she, off <laughs> the, the thing well i think she was supposed to be kind of mousy like you weren't super you're not, I don't think you were supposed to realize what she was capable of doing. That she was that, a bad that's how I took that's how I that took the, the look like make her look mousy. Um, but the part did you read that that part was written for an overweight middle-aged man? What the she hell? went well well that was the part because it was an ex-soldier, and that's how when the guy wrote it, she was reading for the part of I think she was reading for the part of the sister, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And she read, she saw the part of McCoy and she went and bothered the producer and the director and everybody. She's like, no, I want this part. And they're like, no, she goes, no, you don't even have to rewrite it. She goes, you don't even have to rewrite anything. It's that's me. I can do this. And they're like, no, no. And she did, I guess, a couple of the lines and they were like, done. You got it. You got the she part, was, you know, let's she was do perfect it. perfect in that. She really was. She was. Um, she was really good. As, I, as a soldier just looking for a job. Was not impressed with michael perry or Perry or michael pear par however you pronounce yeah. the name p-a-r-e with a little check yeah. on it no, um i've you. seen him do better yeah, i think this, was this not a must great... have been one of his first movies i was wondering i was wondering i'm assuming if this is one of his best it's not his best movie i liked the, the problem cat <laughs> came up with a good a good thing the other day she's like everybody's yelling nobody's talking everybody's yelling <laughs> It reminds me of Seven Samurai. Nobody had a conversation like you and I are having. Everybody was yelling. Everybody's mad. It's like, 
okay, she was kidnapped. We're gonna go get her. Let's go get her. No. Yeah, everybody was yelling. Everybody is grumpy about everything. <laughs> when she said that, I was like, oh my God, that's it's true. Everybody was just yelling. But come on, that scene, that scene when when uh Cody first shows up and goes into his sister's diner and those guys oh, pull yeah. in and they're gonna try and be tough with his sister, and his sister's just looking at him like, like you oh, guys oh, are about to get yeah. your ass beat. <laughs> You guys, you guys just have no idea how badly your ass is going to get beat here in about two minutes. <laughs> you want to hear something crazy? I would probably say yes to this movie if Cody would have been Kurt Russell. Oh, my God. But you, you know what? By that point, Kurt Russell had been acting so much, there would have been no stiffness about it. And well, no, yeah, I, you know what? He would have he would have lifted that whole movie straight through the roof. It it was it was the look. Michael, whatever his name is, was not he was small. Right. Um I didn't see him believable as this what was a what what I think McCoy asked him about the army or whatever is all well, I went in because so, I got to shoot the guns or whatever. It's like yeah, you don't even look like looks- somebody that would be talking like that, you know. I <laughs> yeah. I needed a bigger action here. I needed snake plitzkin up in that motherfucker right you know right no it makes sense that would have been a good casting choice even for the day even back in in 84 he would have been perfect for that i think i could forgive it more but i had a really hard time buying him as an action character and you know what he didn't bother me all that much Yeah, it bothered me but that choice (laughs) that would have been a perfect choice that would have upped that that damn script that and the thing is it didn't make its money back at the at the um at the box office. Really? And it's very strange because you look at this movie and you're like, that's a, that's an eighties movie. I mean, this is an eighties oh movie God, all the way You don't across. get more eighties than that. It's got boobs. It's got music. It's got Diane Lane, just being very pretty and dancing around on stage. Yeah. It's got a good looking lead. Uh, it had Moranis, Rick Moranis. Oh, I forgot it. about, yeah. Fish, yeah. Rick Moranis. <laughs> Now, he would he have been was, thrown out a window. I'm telling you, the first five minutes I was with that guy, if I was Cody, that guy would have been thrown out a window. <laughs> no lie. And I'm taking was, you ten thousand dollars. What year was Ghostbusters? Eighty-five, maybe. 86? Okay, because I don't know if it came. He got a couple this of movie movies before or, Ghostbusters. Well, the reason I say it when I saw Rick Moranis show up in here. To me, uh-huh. I was starting to see bits and pieces or a carryover of his character from Ghostbusters, Lewis, whatever. Look at SCTV. In SCTV, he played, uh, he had a character You're that he right. played. It was the cringy little agent guy. Yes. That's who he was playing in this movie. Okay. And I was like, and SCTV, though, he played it for a laugh. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're, he Whatever he does subtly in SCTV you find yourself forgiving that character and laughing at him mm-hmm. and with him. This is how good of an actor Rick Moranis is. He took that exact same character. He acted him almost the exact same way, but he twisted him and made him a little very interesting. Yeah. He did and it so he, well. And so subtle. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever he, he did to, to that be. character. No, he like he could if he would have played that character the exact same way he played him on SCTV, he would have been lovable, laughable, ha ha ha. But he did something to that character, and it was such a subtle turn 
that you don't like this guy yeah. until the very end. Mm-hmm. At the very end, he comes out and he's like, yeah, you know, if I'm not going to stand, I'm not going to be in your way or whatever. And, and the guy looks at him and goes, you know what? She may love me, but she needs you. Yeah. And he just leaves. Yeah. You know, like like, like she has no choice in anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, she's just a <laughs> We're woman, all gonna by golly. This and, is you know, so really, fucking 80s. <laughs> so 80s. So, so 80s. So 80s. No, this isn't even 80s, man. Even even in the 80s, the woman would have had some choice. But this this was like, <laughs> it took I don't know what the hell. Yeah, this is very much a 50s That's element true, movie. Because in in it was kind of a 50s, 80s. It was another dimension, folks. And when you see this movie, you can't yeah. look at it like it's happening now or it happened not. in the it's, 80s. It's a, it's a different fable. dimension. And, and the 80s and the 50s is mixed. It's really You know weird. what I mean? It, well it's done. Like I liked a completely it. different timeline. Yeah. And I loved that. That's, that's an element that I've, I'm writing. I think I told you about this. I'm, I'm, I'm writing a comic. I'm writing a script. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm doing with a world that I'm trying to build is not make it quite what everybody's used to. And I'm hoping I'll be able to pull it off. I don't, if I fail miserably, at least I tried. Yeah. So um... that's my thing. That, I mean that's that's really cool because I like I like the concept of that it yeah and it it yeah. was neat because then you can forgive little technical things if they do that yeah. um, the show Gotham I don't know how much you ever watched but it was I think they call it what anachronistic um, couple of couple of couple of episodes I think is all I've ever well watched. you have what clearly looks like the sixties <laughs> right um, right but they have cell phones. The cars yeah. are old, but they have some technology and some not. It is yeah. such a mix, and it's so and I love well that. done. Yes, and that's Gotham. That that to me is Gotham City. That's why I love the old animated series, the old Batman animated series, so mm-hmm. much. Because you got these guys, and they have like the the, the, the hand crank phones where you hold the, the speaker up and you're holding it, and they're talking. And then you have Tommy guns, but then you have computers. But the computers yeah. look like something that would have been made if they were making a a laptop or a uh, or a desktop computer back in the 40s you know what i mean it has that weird little i don't know it's just a nice effect and i like that time variance that whole little we're not we're not in your dimension anymore we're over here now and i like that i think that's a good effect i think more uh, movies need to do things like that absolutely because what that does and another great example is fallout the fallout video game series there's everything Mm -hmm. it's it's in the future 2077 um and all the furniture and houses are mid-century all 1950s all that style but nice okay but they're so advanced there's robots and high-tech laser guns and everything i love stuff like the computers look old and it's just it's such you, if you take something like that and you write your story and you um, uh-huh. do your comic and what that does to me is it makes it timeless. It means it yeah. fits anytime, anywhere. Somebody can read that and not know when the hell it came from and it doesn't matter. Right. Um, right. So this and, movie and does like, that well. Yeah, see, and I like, he set up Chicago and I think this is part of the reason he didn't make his money back is instead of taking the filming and going to Chicago, all that is a set. Yeah. And, and it's, it's that whole, obvious. That whole street and everything is a set. Yeah. And I like the effect of that set because it is, it makes it still otherworldly to mm-hmm. me. It you did. know, it's like, oh, it okay, did. this is Chicago, but it's not Chicago. It's another city called 
Richmond or Richmond. Yeah. Is that where it was? Uh, something like that. What they, yeah. I forgot what they called it, but whatever that street is, it's like, oh, it's it's not the Chicago you know. It's not mm -hmm. the Chicago I know. This is a completely different city in the same spot that Chicago would occupy. Yeah. And I thought, that's kind of cool. That's that's a nice twist. But that was a big chunk of his budget is, re, is building all those sets yeah. instead of just going to Chicago yeah, I don't, it, <laughs> and filming in Chicago. Well, it's easier to film on a set, I'm sure. Um, and it, yeah. while a lot of times I find it, if it's, it can pull you out of a movie sometimes. And I yeah. don't know if this necessarily did because I think it gives some charm. It gives it yeah, that, yeah. that otherworldly bit here because it's like, okay, they're on a set, but this is working. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I have to say one of the things that I dislike about doing this podcast is I become very critical of every bits of pieces of movies that we don't, as a watcher, you don't watch. You know, you don't see, you don't right, think about right. these things. And then you sit down to watch a movie and holy shit. Your brain's just going and you're you're mm -hmm. picking it apart now. You want to know about the budget, what was spent, right. why didn't they move this there and there? And it's like, well, that's cool. <laughs> it's like you you, you lose the, some of the magic. The night scenes, the night scenes, they cost 1.4 million dollars to make a tarp to cover up the city streets to do a night scene instead of just shooting at night. And he said the reason they couldn't shoot at night is because they had too many miners on, on the set. Where and I guess there's a certain in Los Angeles there at in 1984. Evidently, there were some laws that these guys could not freaking break because of the the, the kids on the sets. But I'm saying, where were the kids? I don't remember seeing kids in the movie. Anybody under 18? I don't remember seeing there, there was a lot of people, a lot of kids running around in that one That's night scene. Right. Where there, there was, there was, was that little fan riding that in. Yeah. Yeah, and it works right. really well, but there was. Uh, I'm just like, why would you not just shoot? Don't hire anybody under 18 then. <laughs> okay, give people gonna... who look like they're under 18. <laughs> no, and this is accurate. This is why when you watch TV and you see a group of high schoolers who are actors in their 30s, uh -huh. it's because yeah. you don't have to buy by the, the, the state laws, <laughs> the union laws that, um, yeah, that children under such age. You're required to hire teachers. They can't yep. miss any school. They have to have teachers on set. Your costs start yep. going up. They can only work in so many hour increments before having massive breaks, study time, sleep time. Yep. That's why you rarely will see children in big series or stuff that's going to take a mm -hmm. while or or movies. If they do, they've got a hell of a budget because they're gonna they're gonna pay for it. So that's yeah. I you yeah. know you're right. I didn't even think of that. And wow, a tarp. Yeah, but you're right. Just when I was higher under eighteen, yeah, when I read done. that, just hire kid people, young adults that look like they're eighteen or sixteen or how they're out there. I mean, boys. how many people have you met that you find out they're twenty five and you're like, really? You look yeah. like you're fifteen, and yeah, they get I've mad at you, and then they're like, ah, oh, you, oh, thank you. <laughs> exactly. Hell, I didn't look this old until I hit fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Up until a year ago, I looked like I was 22. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, no, this is a, this is an interesting movie. Um, I didn't hate it. I won't watch it again. 
Um, right, right. No, I get it. Got, I totally it's got a great that. cast. It does the time thing really neatly. I like I like the mm-hmm. 50s and 80s mashup. It's a time period I can live in. Uh, most oh, of the yeah. Inside of I could definitely live is, in that universe. Yeah. Most of the inside of my home is 1950s, um, but yet I like yeah. technology. So I'm my house is that way. Um, right, right. But if you, I don't know. I can't recommend the movie. It's not horrible. Uh-huh. I, just, I just don't like it. But what, when you came in, when we first started the conversation, I really thought you were going to be like, I, don't know, I did I too, dude. But I've got you to actually like things in it. You're like, I yeah. see you changing your mind a little bit. I don't think you'll ever watch it again, but that's cool. No. That's fine. No, I'll never watch Dagon again either, so we're good. <laughs> See, and and that, that's what's great, you know. I, I fucking love yeah. Dagon. I, I I don't and I can't explain why. Exactly. It's just just one of those things, you know. I like and that's people. how I feel about this movie. Even though I watch the movie and I see the big plot hole, you like the fish fish girl, don't lie. Um <laughs> yes. But, but there's something about this movie that I've always liked. You know, I've always thought, and I think a lot of it is the fact that it's out of a time period. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not of a certain time. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like you said, they have cell. If we were filming this movie today, you'd have to have a cell phone. Yeah. <clears throat> and the cell phone would look like a 1950s cell phone. Yeah. How, how would it look back then? You probably have a rotary dial on the damn thing. <laughs> probably. Because why would you, you have a button? <laughs> right. You know, something. I mean, Star Trek. But uh, I think it would be really cool. Yeah. (laughs) I like flip phones. I miss my flip phone. I miss mine too. I could drop that thing 20 feet off the eight step ladder and not, and I'd go down there, pick it up, make a phone call. No problem. Yeah. No, you just drop a, let's see you drop an iPhone from 20 feet. Yeah. Nope. They were a thousand dollars. Let me go get another. Yep. 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 Give me another flip phone for 30 bucks. I'm good. So final final words on, on Streets of Fire. I do like this. I do like this movie. I you know what? Let me um I should have pulled this up already. I want to say da 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 da. There was yeah, that was Amy Madigan's. Jim Steinman, blah, blah, blah. I thought there was something in here. No, that's not it. Okay, I must have taken a picture of it. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm just saying about the uh, the the names in the movie was uh, Michael Parr, Paré, yeah. Diane Lane, Rick Moranis, Amy Madigan, Willem Dafoe, and then there were some smaller names, Deborah Van Valkenburg, played Riva. That was the girl that used to be on um, Too Close for Comfort. That was the sister. Okay. In the diner. Yeah, that was the girl who was in Too Close for Comfort. And I think she's also the girl in uh, The Warriors. The girlfriend in The Warriors. uh, Sitcom, right? No, no, Ted Knight. Ted Knight. With the Muppet. Why did I say Ted Knight? Yeah, Ted Knight. Yeah, he was a Um, a cartoonist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look. Officer Cooley, Ed Price was the uh, the black cop, right? Yes, and that now I've Ed. seen him in a lot of things. He, Richard Lawson, he's in a ton of stuff. 
when he showed up, I was like, holy cow. I've, and then the, the kid, the officer Cooley, Rick Rosevich, yeah. he's one of those actors who goes out and acts a little bit, stops acting because he gets tired of it, and then goes and does a movie. And then stop. he's the boyfriend in Terminator who gets killed by the Terminator. Damn. Yeah. Um, and Lee Ving was Greer. And I'm not yeah. sure who. I know the name. Yeah, don't know the, where he was at. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like, uh, that's just one of those things that I'm, I'm looking at and I'm just like, holy crap. There's a lot of, of a lot of people. A lot of big names in that. Yeah. Yeah. Very I know. I'm not asking you to see it again. I just remembered there was a lot of names in there that became pretty much household names. That is you know, true. That, that is true. I know you don't. I know you don't like it. I love it. In a weird, there's something about this movie that just <laughs> there's something about this movie that I just love. Nostalgia, call it an old man's love for old movies. I don't know, but there's or Diane just, Lane. I, like I don't it. know what is it. <laughs> Diane Lane. Uh, you know what? I think the sister's more attractive. Okay. I mean, I, I think Diane Lane is very cute, but there's something I've always thought that one girl uh, that mm-hmm. played the sister was very and cute, and very go. attractive. Amy Madigan, like that. She mm-hmm. would, if I was in high school, she would have probably been one of the people that I hung out with because she was just like feisty and let's go, let's go do drink some booze. She, she was a good character. <laughs> she she yeah, had that. Her character was great. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. But that's me. That's uh, I enjoy it. I say yes. Go watch it. And I say, what do you? <laughs> No, but we've seen worse. <laughs> we have seen worse. Yeah. So next week, we're going to visit old Sylvester Stallone in the classic Cobra. Come join us. But before you do, before you hang up or whatever, hit the like button. Give us some reviews. Hit the join button. Hit the join yep. button. Follow hit, us. Hit, hit, it all. Hit, hit it all. Except the dislike. Don't hit the dislike one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that does. Just don't do it. We might explode. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But yeah. Hit hit the like button. Yeah. Hit the join and follow us button. What this? If you like this review of two old guys talking about a movie and actually disagreeing about a movie, usually we're pretty close. Usually we're pretty <laughs> close about the movies that we watch. But uh, yeah, I. I think this is a, a good little podcast we've got going on. We're growing on podcasts. We're growing on YouTube. We're not growing so much, but yeah. go ahead. That's okay. That's all right. We're going to, we're going to get there. We're going to get them. <laughs> all right. So, and I got lost where I was anyway. Thanks for joining us and tune in next week for Cobra. Cobra. Later. Cobra. Cobra.